We've got big shoes to fill. Does Trigun Stampede live up to the original? We're going to talk all about it this week on Shonen and Suds. Cody. We're back! We're back with some more Humanoid Typhoon! Yeah, Chris, we are back. Um, I'm a plant, you're a plant, Cody. We're all plants. We're all plants. Plants everywhere, Chris. Welcome to Planets and Suds. That's right, Planet. <laughs> that's right. Shonen and Plants is what, what we're talking about this week. Mm. Yeah, well, but mm-hmm. of, of course we're talking about Trigun Stampede. Um, yes. This is a... I don't know. It's a, it's, this is a weird one. This is a weird one to talk about. Probably, yeah, um, probably, probably the weirdest one to judge and talk about. There were parts where I was all the way invested, and there were parts that I just hated. So. It was such a roller coaster, because... Um, and we'll obviously dive into it. It, it was it was low, then it was like the the highest peak, and then it was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then it was over. Um, like the high was like the the high point is probably one of the better high points that we you know that we've watched on since doing this podcast, Cody. Um, I think it was a little too much give and take. Like to me, it. It lacked a lot of the charm of what made Trigun Trigun. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, so well, I guess we could put our spoiler thing here. Uh, yeah, we'll guys, put our spoiler plant right here. If you guys haven't seen... Plant the spoiler. If you guys haven't seen Trigun the original or Trigun Stampede, um, go ahead and just turn it off now. Um because yeah, we, we, we can't talk about the new one without talking about the old one. There's just no way to tiptoe right. around it, and we're not we're not going to try and do all that. So here's just right. And one. I would recommend, and I would recommend watching the first, the OG Trigun before watching Stampede. Truthfully, yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. That being said, Chris, we are back for Shonen and Suds. I'm Cody Snodgrass. <laughs> And I am Chris Adams, and again, we are talking Trigun Stampede. This one, like I said, Cody, this one's a head-scratcher, man. This one's got me all, this one's got my, uh, you know, just got my jimmies all good and rustled, man. That's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, there was parts that I thought were great. Um, stuff with Livio, I was like, oh, this is a, this is yeah. a new villain that we haven't met before. Um, turns out mm-hmm. he is a manga villain. Um, and we, we learned a lot about... Yeah, and I looked up, uh, which I I don't think we talked about in in the first Trigon review we did, um, but apparently Trigon's anime was made when there was only three chapters of the manga. Uh, there went mm-hmm. on to be fourteen more chapters, uh, which obviously the creators like helped in and t- told them like kind of the story beats and things like that. But there was a lot of stuff that was left out. Um, so it's 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 wild to think about how successful and how like it's a timeless classic, the original Trigon. Yeah. Even though they didn't have all of the source material at the time, so 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 you're saying they pulled uh, they pulled a Game of Thrones, did they? Yeah, Chris, but they you know it was good, you know they didn't, <laughs> but it was good. They didn't exactly. fully shit the bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yes, you know Game of Thrones, you know fully shit the bed. Um, just, right, just right up at the end, you know, just <laughs> you know you know the gymnast Chris that does the big flip and then she breaks both her legs. That's Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. She was so close. <laughs> um, gold, gold medal, dead last. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there. 
like even with that being said, like the Trigun, the original didn't have all the source material. Like mm. it's super like funny and charming and like action packed and like I don't know, Trigun is just it's great. And this one, I it doesn't know. I I just don't know if it wants to be like serious Trigun or funny Trigun, but like. It gets super serious super early on, and then they try to have, like, some comedic moments that just don't land. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and, that, that's what makes it hard to kind of, like, rank, I guess, or judge. Um, yes, it's very hard to compare. It, this this one, comparing to the old one, is very apples and oranges. And one of the things that I, I think the problem with this second one is, again, we'll talk about it more as we dive into it, but... It takes itself way too seriously. It is like pure fucking Zoomer anime. It just takes itself way too seriously. And when it tries for those comedic beats, it just falls flat. And one of the reasons I think, Cody, that it falls flat in the comedic beats, not just because it's taking itself too seriously, but because the animation style... Now, the animation is gorgeous. It is a gorgeous show to watch probably one of the better shows we've watched recently but the problem is that style of animation really only lends itself to like stylized almost video game like set pieces and you can't get the emotive like you can't make the chibi face you can't get the big old sweat pop in the vein and the eye you know like you can't have the the hyper-exaggerated faces and comedic moments like that the original one just nails, but still can make the shift to a serious show when it needed to. Um, this is just all serious, just right out of the gates, and you know, as we talk about when we cover it more, when they try to recreate some of the comedic beats from the original one, it just doesn't. It just, they break their legs, Cody, is what happens. Yeah, like, you can't start off with, like, I mean, they, you know, I guess not to get too far ahead, but, like, they start off with, like, a big spoiler for Trigun. Like, yeah. stuff that you don't see until much later into the show. Like, mm-hmm. we open up with the ship explosion and crash and, like, all of that. Yeah. Like, that's the opening scene of this, whereas in the original, you opened up with, you know, the saloon of... You know, all these rumors about this Vasta Stampede character, and then these dudes show up and just, you know, mow it down with the machine guns, destroy the entire bar, except for, you know, Vash sitting there with his little drink. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it's weird to judge, but we'll get into that, of course. Um, but Chris, before we get into all that, we got a little bit of news. Um, yeah. First things first, any Bleach fans out there, um, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War um, will be coming back July 8th, so just about a oh, month yeah. about a month away. Um, and Jujutsu Kaisen should be coming back too, right? I think so. Um, I remember seeing those side by side in some kind of article. I'm glad you mentioned that because... Oh, okay. I, th- I, I thought Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 was st- supposed to already start, but I don't Maybe I'm just... I mean, it may be, but... Because I remember hearing about that when, like, we were hearing about My Hero Season 6. And My Hero Season 6 is... Coming gone. Out out and about. (laughs) So I I don't know what's going on with Jujutsu Kaisen. But uh, I imagine it will be premiering soon, hopefully. Um, I hope so. I'm very excited about Bleach. Uh, Thousand Year Blood War, the first part, was very good. Apparently we're getting four parts. um, Or as they call it here, um, four cores... Mm -hmm. 
Okay, okay. I don't know why they, I don't, you know, whatever that means. Like, four-course meal? Like, sure. Um, I'm here for it. But I'm very excited for that. Speaking of fantastic animation, uh, Thousand-Year Blood War is mm. just... Mm. Uh, but there's a new trailer and all that stuff. Again, I, I'm going to skip all that because I, I just want to dodge spoilers as as best as I can. Oh, um, but as far as Trigun news, Chris, we did get the, the GameStop. Uh, um, you know, just when I think yeah. I'm out of Funko Pops, Chris, I think I want to get away from it. Uh, here comes a Trigun t-shirt bundle with Vash and Donuts. Um, oh, just, just to reel me back in. Um, but that's available for pre-order on GameStop's website. I think it's like 30 bucks. You get the t-shirt and the pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's pre- pretty much all the news I have for this week. Um, not a whole lot regarding things that we cover on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> you know, Slam Dunk is still killing it in theaters. Mario's still killing it in theaters. Water is wet. You know, like, that's about it. <laughs> Sounds about right to me. Um, yeah, that's that's. Uh, oh, Chris, I, I guess in in terms of drink news, because um, we're not just shonen, you know, we got some suds here too. We are uh, suds. Uh, I did find the Baja Blast, the new like summer party pack thing. Um, oh, baby, that will be getting got very soon. Um, I just have to finish up the old uh, drywall beaters here that I got. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> then then I can enjoy the new flavors of the Baja Blast party pack. Um, but yeah, Chris, that's that's all the anime news. That's all the the beer oh. news I got. Um, well, well, no, Cody, you missed you 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 forgot something very important. Did you did you get did you get that Rocket Pop Twisted Tea? Did you drink that or no? Oh, I did forget about that, Chris. No, I have not. But there is also this this new. It's the Twisted Tea Party Pack, but they just take out the raspberry and they put in, like, a Bomb Pop flavored one. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get it that night because we had already been drinking margaritas, so we just kept the margarita train rolling. Damn, um, that seems like a huge misplay. But it's brother. there, it's there, it's there, you know, so. Plus, like, Chris, it's, it's not a whole pack of those. If it was a whole pack, that's a snap grab, you know. You grab that and I grab a pair of American flag sunglasses on the way out, you know. <laughs> damn right. Um, Damn right. But if, you know, of course, Memorial Day weekend, all the all the good summer drinks are out now. So um, mm-hmm. there's a lot to choose from. <laughs> a lot of red, white, and blue drinks, Chris. I even, Chris, I bought a pack of Bomb Pops. This is why you can't go to the store when you're when you're a little buzzed. You you just buy all the Everything. snacks you don't need, dude. <laughs> Everything is delicious. Everything is nutritious, and you gotta have all of it. Chris, I literally walked out of there. I had a a bottle of pre-made margarita, a Box of bomb pops in a box or in a little like container of gummy worms. I was like, "Yep, this this is this is good. Oh, this is all as every all the food groups we need here." You know, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it, and I'm here for it. Just summer fuel for this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, speaking of which, Chris, oh, how yeah. was your Memorial Day weekend? I know you got the big move. Um, how how are you yeah. liking the new place? How is how is it? Oh man, new place is awesome. We are. Slowly but surely getting unpacked. It's just a, it's a lot. It's a lot to to tackle, especially with, you know, you know how it is when you move. You you don't know where shit is. It's just a matter of sorting everything out. Where do you want stuff? How do you want stuff to look? We got to get new furniture. We got to get new this. We got to get new that. So there's just a, there's just a lot of moving parts, and I've I've been exhausted. Like I literally had to um. 
like I had to binge Trigun. Like I did, I did not finish it until this morning just because I hadn't really had the time. Um, it's been a busy. So just been busy. Just been the busiest little bee. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I, I mean, we I got hear, there. We're here. I was say I hear you there, Chris. I finished Trigun literally like thirty minutes ago. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but with that being said, we are gonna add another movie. I guess we could just talk about the poll winner. Um, so, yeah, knock it all out now. So Kiki's Delivery Service won the poll with fifty-four point five percent of the vote. Um, so that's what we're gonna watch next week. Um, and then. Like we said, we've been busy this pat this week. Um, you're going to be busy next week again. You know, unpacking and all that, all that jazz. Um, so yeah. we are going to go ahead and and Project Aco uh, came in second. So we're just going to watch that as well. Um, so we're going to watch mm-hmm. Kiki's next week, Project Aco the following week, um, and then maybe I don't know where Demon Slayer of Inland Saga are at, but we'll check next week and we'll see if we need another poll there. I know yes. Demon Slayer. I, I think Vinland Saga is the next one that'll be done that we can cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll just play it by ear. Kiki's Delivery Service next, and then Project Echo afterwards. Um, Kiki's is on Max, and Project Echo is on Amazon Prime, I believe. Yeah, it um, sure is. It sure is. I mean, unless, unless of course, you know, he. I feel like everybody has Kiki's Delivery Service. <laughs> like on DVD or Blu-ray or something at this point. I know I do. Yeah, so. I feel like it's your it's that's like a, a required like movie to own. Like that's a timeless classic. Yeah. Although I'll probably still watch it on Max just because who wants to like plug in a PlayStation or something? You know, we just have Roku's mm-hmm. and Fire Sticks and all this stuff that make it all way too convenient. Um, that's right. Roku's and Goku's and <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Knives and knives. <laughs> We're gonna talk all Try. about all about these name changes and and Trigun Stampede here. Don't worry. Uh, Absolutely, Chris. You know all this talking. I'm I'm a little parched. You know I, I you said you were exhausted. I know you're a little parched. Mm-hmm. I'm a thirsty, thirsty boy. Well, Chris, I, you know I, I I'll send it over your way. Chris, what are, oh. what are you drinking today, buddy? Brother, I am drinking Old Reliable. Secret stuff. I have just got myself a 16 ounce tall boy can that I have long since cracked, sir. Uh, <laughs> of natural light, the natty light in the classy can. Yeah, yeah the classy can is the worst part, you know. It, it's still the same great flavor, same great taste. But... That's right. Go it's unfortunate, Chris, because the six, you know, the 16 ounces by me, they're still the. Old NASCAR T-shirt logo. <laughs> That's right. There's still the, Na- the NASCAR logo. Every I time it. I walk into, because I go to the same liquor store every Friday, and every time I walk in, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like praying to see the classic can still. And it's mm-hmm. hasn't failed me yet. I'm sure we're running out of time on those. But, love it. You know, I'll Absolutely keep, love I'll keep it. one to put on the shelf for, you know, reminders there of the go. good old days. Um, That's right. That's right. Yeah, man. Nothing. But, uh, nothing better than. To help fuel a move than some natty lights, though, Chris. Dude, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, keeping it simple this week. But what about you? You've uh, I, I I hear some drywall getting destroyed over there. Oh yeah. All right, Chris. I'm I'm, I'm closing out this chapter of the Monster Beast Unleashed. Um, oh man. Drinks. I I got to put these babies to bed. Um, I just finished up. You know, while we were our pregame talk here. Um, I finished up the White Haze. I had one mm-hmm. of the berry ones earlier, and this one is the Peach Perfect, which, I, in my opinion, is the best flavor out of the pack. Um, mm-hmm. 
But it's the last one I got, so we're going to finish this up, and then next week we'll have the Baja Blast, of course. Um, all those fancy, like, pineapple flavor, fruit punch flavor, whatever. I don't remember all of them, but find out next week, you know. Um, but yeah, just just running it back with the old drywall beaters. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Chris, I will never buy this pack again. Um, you know, it, it's a one and done. It's one of those, like the holiday sweater pack. You just try it once, and then you're like, yeah, I never need to have that in my life again. So you just move on, right? Oh, Chris, have I lost you? Hello? Hello? Oh, you're back. I, I never left. That was the weird <laughs> part. I never left. I just heard the doo-doo, and it was like, no, goddammit, I, I, I'm not gone anywhere. <laughs> well, Chris, welcome back. Uh, what, if, what did you miss? I know I was talking uh, about no, the Peach Perfect. Nothing. Yeah, you were talking about the Peach Perfect. I heard everything. I, I heard it all. Oh, okay. Well, then we're, we're back. <laughs> you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll edit somewhere in there, maybe. I'll probably forget, but who cares? You know, uh, <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I, I, I just don't believe it. Well, I mean, we got our drinks covered, Chris. You got the Natty Light. I got the Peach Perfect. Um, That's and now all it's, that And now it's time to talk about Trigun Stampede. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, let's do it. Where to, even, am... where to even begin, Chris? Do we have a Stampede Tale of the Tape? Uh, I don't have it up, but I, See, I, again, we go, Chris, I'm, I, just so, I'm just so... Like, I, I'm really racking my brain on this one. I don't know how I feel about it, and that's part of my problem. Well, that's all right, Chris. I got I got the tail of the tape here. We got It was broadcast on TV Tokyo from January to March 2023. And, I mean, um, this is new. Like, this is super, super recent. Oh, yeah, from Studio Orange. Um, yeah, licensed by Crunchyroll. That's where I watched it at because that's where the dub's at, surprisingly. You know, Crunchyroll's finally starting to get their shit slightly together. Um, yeah. Dragon Stampede. Wait, Chris, are you still there? Oh, I'm still here. I am okay. still here. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> I get nervous, Chris. You know, it gets it so gets quiet. Uh... It gets quiet over there for a second, and I get scared. <laughs> um, uh, I'm still here. But yeah, it looks like they said a final phase was announced to be in production. So it looks like season two will be this quote-unquote final phase. Um. Because we get that little, like, not to jump the gun, but like that kind of, not after credit scene, but like the, the Metal Gear solid, like, uh, like vocals over the end scene that's going on. Yeah, here's what's coming next. <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, just 12 episodes compared to, what was Trigun, 26? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the only thing that's changed here, Chris. Um, because, you know, jumping into this thing, we start off with... Like the big the, reveal, the big spaceship reveal. Um, the ship's blowing up. Rim sends knives and Vash off on the escape pod. And the ship blows up, and that's how they started this Trigon, which I think is um, a huge, huge mistake to start it like I, that. I definitely don't like it. Um, yeah, but it's... you know, it's. It's a, it's a, because like that was the big reveal is that they actually came from another planet, you know, their plant alien mm-hmm. things, like, which they don't reveal all of that, but like, they reveal a lot. And just, it's just a weird, weird thing. I don't know. Um, well, and that's, 
that's the big and to me that's the biggest problem right like that's the the entire time we're watching the original trigun we're kind of watching this mystery unfold like this mystery of who is vash the stampede what is going why does he know what he knows who who are all these people that he does you know what i mean like everything every interaction vash has with whoever the I guess the side character of the week is in the original one. There, there's there's more to him than we had previously seen. This seemingly just goofball is just not all not all that he seems. And like, and when we finally get to what episode seventeen or eighteen? What was the episode? Rim 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 Savrim, I think, is the episode name in the original one, where like they they, they just lay it all out for us. Like that, just it was very thought provoking. You're like, oh yeah, the whole the conversation with the girl at the plant makes sense. This makes sense. That makes sense. But here they're just like, like you said, they're just we're just gonna give it to you. We're just gonna give it to you, which I, I think totally is a was the first mistake. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree, and it's the first thing that made me go. I'm just gonna wait until we cover this on the podcast because I remember I was messaging you about this, and I was like. I was like, dude, they, I was like, the animation, I don't care, the animation's great, but boy, howdy, do they fucking <laughs> start <laughs> at episode 18 here. Um, yeah. And, you know, then then we kind of, Chris, we, we see that the, the space, the, the ship blow up and all that stuff, and then we kind of pick up um, more changes going on here. We see Meryl Strife, you know, looking like herself. She's driving a vehicle. Um, she is now... Yeah. Uh, a, a new r- reporter. Um, not, she doesn't work for the Bernadelli Insurance. Um, she's paired up with Roberto De Niro, who is a new character who is not from the manga. Um, you mean Roberto De Niro? Yeah. Um, I wonder who they're referring to, but you know. I I wonder. Yeah, really on the nose there. <laughs> a little bit, a little too on the nose, yeah. I might say. Um. But he has essentially, as far as we know, taken the spot of old Millie Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. Probably one of the funniest characters in Trigun. She's just replaced by this guy. Yeah, I mean, this guy does not have a separate stomach for cake and ice cream. Just Dude, this guy is just lame. Like he is, like he has like one good line that I liked. He's just a grumpy old boomer, just drinking out of his little fucking flask, just like fucking yeah. kids and their and their hula hoops and Pac-Man video. Let's games. not help these guys out. Let's run away. Let's no. It's too dangerous, rookie. Like, dude, you're so fucking boring. Like, brother. But you know he's 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 Merrill's like. Boss, boss. I get. They're just two. He's superior. Yeah, yeah, like his her superior. They're just two reporters. There is no Bernadelli Ooh. insurance. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you know the changes are here. Um, but you know they're they're looking. They they find this infamous outlaw named Vash the Stampede who has a who? six million double yeah. dollar bounty on his head. Um, yeah, brother, that ain't shit. Yeah, that's that like shit. it's like dude. Luffy had that amount on his head like five seconds into one piece. All right, <laughs> like, we we are giving what? out we're just giving out peanuts in this one. Yeah, like I I don't know, man. That, that, already off to a bad to a bad start here. Um, yeah, we're already missing. We're already missing. But they they come across Vash. He's been tied up by like some little like I can't remember some like group of outlaws out in the desert and left for dead. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Vash, obviously, he has this new look, which was kind of like the talk of the anime world for a little bit when he first got revealed. Um, and I think, so you know, I, I, while I don't mind his new look, the thing I do mind is that his arm has already, like, been revealed. Um, yes. He very clearly that, has I, this, like, blue glowing alien plant arm. Like, Yeah. Um, th- this is kind of funny. I... I really didn't care for Vash's look in this. Um, not because it's not the original. Like, that's not the reason. Um, I don't know. I just... There was just something about it. I think, I, I, I think it was just a little too, like, zoomery for me, if that makes sense. And and he, I say he all looked that like, to say... He reminded me of the kid from fucking Cyberpunk. Um, yeah, but, like, worse, right? But yeah, like he, he just felt like he wasn't. <laughs> he looked like a like a dime store David Martinez. Like it just <laughs> it just it wasn't like. I don't know, man. But like, here's the thing: I don't want to sit here and knock all the character designs because while I thought like Vash and Meryl didn't look all that great, like those two looked more out of place than it, it was like. Like, Cody, do you ever play a video game and you just put on the most ridiculous fucking armor that you can and you walk around this medieval town? That's how these two looked in comparison to literally everybody else. Yeah, everybody um, else is just wearing, like, brown and white and rags. Like, <laughs> like, and, like, him and Mar- Millie are like, I-, I swear to God, man, I'm just ready for the fucking, like, the hip-hop J-pop album to drop, you know what I mean? <laughs> like... That is true. They definitely get like the main character treatment. <laughs> yeah, like, like Roberto just, even just, looks like a regular citizen. Yeah, but, which and, and that's the thing. I don't want to knock the. I don't want to knock the character because like the villains look awesome. Yeah, I will they say the villains also look. Those. I would and say Wolf like Wolfwood look great. I thought Wolfwood looked great. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the villains kind of look out of place a little bit too, though. Mm-hmm. Like when it come if we're looking at it from that lens. Um, well, Legato looks like something out of fucking The World Ends With You when you <laughs> show him while he's just fucking, like, the biggest goddamn zipper on his jacket I have ever seen. He, he was he had, like, a Kingdom Hearts zipper. <laughs> I'd say Nomura would be proud. <laughs> right? Jesus. Um, but eventually, you know, Millie, Meryl, excuse me, not Millie. Meryl, Millie's not here. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um mm-hmm. These two reporters, they uh, she kind of s- stands up for Vash against these like military police that pull up, um, wanting to get the bounty. Mm. Like she's like, oh no, he went that way, and then you know, they they tie him up and take him with them to this town of Genora Rock, where Vash is basically he's like the hero. You know, he saved the town. Mm. You know, at some point in the past, we meet this the bartender chick. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, got the crown, saved the town. Can't even remember. Like Rosa, or like she was like pregnant, like Rosa or some shit. I think something like that. I was trying to figure out if she was from the original, and maybe she is. But there's a lot of those like, oh, new town. Oh, here's this girl. Um, Yeah. But usually in the in the original, which I'll kind of just talk about this now. um, You know, Vash was a tail chaser. (laughs) Yeah. Like that is not. He'd never even like looks at a woman in this show and i i, I don't it, it goes back to what i'm saying dude like i just feel like it takes itself a little too seriously for no reason yeah like vash like doesn't even like chase no tail <laughs> you know I, I don't know I, I just shit. missed the more i watched this i was just like i wanted to see like some mold trigon which i did watch the first episode yesterday um head mm-hmm. and shoulders above this but you know we'll get to that yeah 
Um, it's just different, you know? Yeah, and eventually they're talking about the, the town's plant is fa- is failing. The plant is what, you know, I think it controls the water in this town. Um, mm-hmm. Plants are, you know, it's probably my biggest gripe about Trigun here. Um, mm-hmm. The plant thing, everything is a plant. And, you know, Vash is a plant, Knives is a plant, plants control the water, the food, that... None of it, like... They try to put a bunch of weird science behind it, and it just doesn't... It doesn't fit. Like, it... <laughs> oh. You're never gonna tell me that this plant is the reason you have water. Like, no. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> nope. It just doesn't... It just doesn't jive. It does not jive with me, brother. Um, And that's... I think that's part of the problem of them adding, you know, the sci-fi element a little bit too early, whereas the original, it was just mm-hmm. a comedic western for the first... Yes. Ten episodes. Um... But, you know, the military police come back, uh, uh, attack Vash. Um, we got this, you know, this duel that Roberto suggests between the leader of the military police and Vash. Uh, mm-hmm. We get the thing where Vash... Uh, this is what you mean when you're comparing, like, when he doesn't have oh, ammo. Um, this this is, like, honestly, Cody, this this first episode almost completely lost me. And Because, like I said, this whole time, it's just taking itself way too fucking seriously. Like, like they, they even start with, like, you know, like, when they meet Vash, he's hanging upside down, like, on this, like, dead man's, like, you know, like, he's been out there in the desert, left for dead. And, you know, he has, like, that maniacal laugh, but it just doesn't, it doesn't do anything. And here they go for the out-of-ammo spot, and it just does it. Like... Even it's they're just it's so dramatic for no reason because the guy like fires a fucking like cluster bomb up in the sky or something stupid and he needs the ammo to like shoot the cluster bombs and it's like oh, I need ammo does any you know like it's like it's like President Whitmore asking if anybody has any missiles left right <laughs> Russell Cast doesn't save the day here it's just it's just such a miss like and again that was. And I I said this before, I don't know if I've said it since we've been recording, Cody, but part of the charm of Trigun, just this whole thing, was the the mystery behind the humanoid typhoon, the person who destroyed the town of July. Like, what does he look like? Oh, he's nine feet tall with an army. You know, he carries a big sword or a big mohawk. (laughs) Yeah, like, none of it... Like there, like none of the stories add up, and you meet early on. You meet characters that could easily be confused with Vash the Stampede, or claim to be Vash the Stampede for their own ends. So, but like we don't do that here. Um, and the whole, like I said, the whole point of the whole out of ammo thing is we meet this character who these these villains think they found, and they're like, oh, you're the humanoid typhoon. We fucking found you. We know it's you. And he's about to just fucking guns up against an entire squad of goons. And, like, even the goons are like, oh, fuck, are we about to die? Then he starts pulling the trigger, and it's just like, click, click. And then you get, like, the, ah! And he just tries to run away. But, like, we don't get that here. And it's so, it's off-putting. And it goes back to it just trying to take itself too seriously for no fucking reason other than that it's a new anime. Yeah, and and I think this moment, and then I think they try like one more comedic spot later on that doesn't work, and then they kind of yeah. just like it's almost like by, the, episode, by episode three, all the jokes are out the door. Yeah, yeah, but they like try one more after that. I can't remember what episode it is. I think it's when they get swallowed oh. up by the worm. They try to yeah, do like some joke when... moments in that, and I'm just like, 
You guys have missed the mark. Yeah, and Wolfwood keeps calling him Needle Nog, and it's like, brother, his hair is so fucking down that there are no needle. He is no Needle Noggin. Like it doesn't fit here. Yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, definitely some things that just don't don't work. Um, But of course, Vash saves the town. He eventually gets bullets from the lady, and you know he destroys this cluster bomb with one bullet. Saves the town, all that stuff. Uh, Roberto eventually asks Vash what he's afraid of towards the end of the episode. Um, and Vash, of course, he, he, he's wondering you know, about Nye. Nye. N-A-I, Chris. Yeah. Not knives. You know, now he's going by knives, but he's going by millions of knives. But mm. Apparently his original name is Nye in this. I, I don't know. It's fine. It's not that bad. Um But yeah, that's that's what Vash's mission is for, is to go after him. Um, At the end of this first episode, we get we get the intro as the outro in this first episode. And I'll, this is this the intro on this show is definitely a Shonen and Suds bop. It is on the <laughs> playlist, uh, not sold in stores on three cassettes or three CDs. Yeah, they call the one eight hundred number. <laughs> That's right, by check or money order. That is right. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mind. I, I, the intro is just not as. I don't. Know, it's there's not there's a lot less rock in this in this show. It's it, it's more like the music. Like it's more like J-pop. It, it it looks more fitting to how Dash <laughs> looks. Yeah, the music in this show is like the whole. I guess we could just talk about the tone and the music and everything here. Um. It's very different. Melancholy. Very it's different. It's just very, very Zoomer, dude. Like, it's just Zoomery as fuck. <laughs> That's the only way, and I hate to say that because I hate to like, you know, put labels on shit like that, you know, but it's like, it, it is what it is, right? Yeah, definitely. It just has a different tone. Um, yeah. And we'll see that more as the show kind of goes on. Um, and then episode two, uh, Vash is kind of ta- chatting with Meryl and Roberto kind of just bringing them up to speed that he's been, he's basically just being accused of everything that Knives does, um, and that's how he accumulated this bounty, um, whether that be stealing plants, which coincidentally is about to happen here in the town of Genora. Um, but before they get to that, they all, of course, turn their back on Vash, um, because now, you know, since their their plant is breaking down or it's dying or whatever the case is, they want to claim the bounty on his head. It's like, dude... I I don't know. I I just it's hard Which, to you know it's I guess he does have a big bounty on his head, but like the dude also like saves you guys multiple times, and he's about to save you like three more times in the next two episodes. We kind of, but we did kind of have that moment in the original one, right? When everyone when he's like sitting there eating, and everyone's like, "I'm sorry, Vash, we really need the money," and he's just kind of like, "No biggie," and like, but we we kind of have like we kind of have that moment, but it's it's not again. The, the fact that the tone is so different, I don't know. It just, it, it, again, it's yeah, just, they don't, it, it doesn't same? seem like they're apologetic about it. They're like, oh, we they gotta kill, kill you. Him. Like, we gotta kill you now. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, it, they were, like, in the old one, they were like, I am so sorry. I, this is the only, this is our last option. We, and, and Vash is like, eh, it's no biggie. <laughs> but he just hauls ass out of the, out of the diner after eating his donuts, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then of course, Chris, we do get the the Nebraska family shows up. Um, they look a little yeah. different. Um, a little smaller. Gosef is uh, Gosef not, is like, like he's still a big bad, but he's not like 
32 Big. feet tall. <laughs> exactly. His dad's not, like, riding on his shoulder. Like, um, mm-hmm. Or his, it's not, what is it? Is it his dad? It, yeah, it it rolled, is his dad. Yeah, it's his dad. Yeah, Come they rolled up in an SUV. Yeah. They're like, they fit in a car, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, they pull up, they enter the fray. Um, you know, they, we get a, some neat little fight scenes here. Again, the animation from Studio Orange is just incredible, so not going to be able to do that any justice, unfortunately. It, well, that's the, and that's the thing, too. Like I said, it's something, and, and it really hit home later on when Vash and Knives are fighting, and you kind of get, like, this over-the-shoulder, like, third person. I was like, I was like, does... I know everybody loves video games, and video games are probably one of the more most popular mediums, and it's bigger than it's ever been. But I don't need all of my shows and movies to take that same tone, right? And like we have these moments where like these set pieces feel like either a a video game cutscene or what you would actually play in a video game, like quick time event style fights or like. I don't know. I felt like I would have rather played Trigun Stampede than watch Trigun Stampede. There definitely is the moment later where it literally is a third-person video game for like two seconds, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck? I mean, it looked cool, but it <laughs> mm. uh, didn't quite fit the anime, the anime no. tone. Um, but you know, the Nebraskas eventually turned their attention on stealing the town's plant, which they thought was mm. dying, or you know, whatever the case was. Mm. Um... And so they go after that. Uh, I'm trying to remember how all this happens. Uh, well, I know we're in, we're interrupted. I know we this. I want to say we meet um, we meet that kid that takes him into the plant or something like that. I can't they go. That they go to the plant. No, they went to the plant in the first in the first episode as well. Okay. Um, I can't remember. Like Gosef gets thrown off the cliff, and then Vash is like. Saves Gosef, which you know, then like the Nebraska's and them kind of like become friendly. Um, Vash kind of tries to skate out of town early without getting noticed, and Roberto kind of catches him. You know, he, he's chilling out, smoking a cigarette. Um, and then Chris, we get all these little insect machine cube things start showing up and attaching yeah. themselves to Gosef and all of the townspeople. Um, mm-hmm. Gosef ends up exploding and getting killed. Um, you know, more machines appear. Turns out, Chris, it's fucking old, old boy EG, EG mine. The EG, you mean the EG bomber was what he was first, and then he revealed that his he, you know, with whatever, with whatever upgrades or changes he's been given, he is now EG mine. Yeah, yeah. And so now we got a new problem immediately on our hands. Um, And he looks uh, okay. This is good. This is the first. This is where things started looking up for me because, like, EG Mine looked kind kind of goofy in the original. In the original one, he looks fucking awesome in this one. Yeah, he looks way better. Uh, I I think a lot really great. I think a lot of the gung ho guns in the original kind of look kind of corny now when you look back Mm -hmm. at it, Um, especially compared to the 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 few that get you know remakes here like EG. Um, But of course. Ash, Merrill, and Roberto, they, like, basically grab onto him, and they got all the bombs hooked to him. They're like, disable the bombs, or we're all gonna blow up. He's like, well, fuck. Um, <laughs> but then, Chris... You win this time, Spider-Man. Yeah. So he, he disables the bombs. Um, you know, the townspeople kind of chill out, because he, Vash just saved their life, like, 17 times in one episode, or an episode Again? and a half. Um, and that's all until Knives shows up, Chris. 
Um, just fucking strumming away on the piano, by the way. Yeah, just, we, nah, 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 nah. yeah I think we seen with the end of episode two, just fucking Beethoven it up. Um, Brother. But when he shows up to town, Chris, I mean, he's got, you know, his blades fucking swinging around, killing. He chops both the arms <laughs> off of EG, kills tons of townspeople, cuts off fucking Father Nebraska's arm. Um, he is truly million knives in this. Yeah. Knives, knives is character design in this. Like, again, the villains are the biggest upgrade from the original. Yeah, he's got like this cloak thing that also turns into knives. Like, he's got mm-hmm. all these like they almost remind me of Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Like his fucking chain, sick. but it's just all knives. Like, and he's got like ten of them. He's like Doctor Octopus, just fucking. Just killing everyone, like blood splattering, like blood, like kill Bill blood. <laughs> like it's just so great. Um, episode three is where I was like, okay, this is very different, but I, I, I'm in. You know, I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, takes the town's plant before he leaves. Um, he also like chops up like the, I guess it's like a boulder on the cliff or whatever the hell it is. It like falls and just completely destroys the town. Yeah. You know, the tan- the townspeople are fucked up. Like, the little kid that took him to the plant is, like, missing his arm. Like, these kids are... F- like, people are getting fucked up early. Uh, which They've is- seen better days. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the survivors blame Vash because they find out that Knives is his brother from overhearing their conversation. Um, mm-hmm. So Vash, you know, he heads off, and he's heading east towards July City, which July, obviously... We've heard the things of, like, the July incident. Um, which was, is like the first nod that this might be like some kind of, you know, quasi prequel, not really a remake. Sort of retell, more of a retelling or a reboot. Yeah, some sort of Final Fantasy VII remake situation on our hands. Oh, Um, yes. (laughs) But not as good. Um, Right, right. And so, you know, let's see, then, you know, next episode, we're, we're on our way to July, um, End up hitting a traveling priest with a large wrapped cross. Chris, we know this guy. This is Nicholas. Oh, in, that's right. The Punisher. What, what do they call him in this? He's the Punisher, the Undertaker. By God, by God, that's the Undertaker's music. Yeah, they all call him a different name. You know, you can't just call him Wolfwood. Yeah, Meryl oh. calls him the Undertaker every time. I'm like, I'll just call him Wolfwood. All right. <laughs> by God. Um, and you know. Uh, then, then they go to. I, I think they run out of fuel or something. They stop at some place. There's like everybody in the building's been killed except for this young boy. That's uh, right. That's right. Then they all get swallowed up by a big old sand worm. The you know the Alaskan bull worm from SpongeBob. They get they they get fucking Beetlejuiced on this one is what happened. Yeah, they, you know they're stuck in this worm for all of ten seconds. Um, they try to get some comedy spots out and nobody cares. Um, Vash and Wolfwood eventually like. Come to terms that the boy is the one that's actually controlling uh, this worm. Turns out it's Zazie the Beast. Um, yes, another great upgrade from the original. Because I want to say the original Zazie the Beast was just like a kid dressed like a cowboy. Whereas like this one, they actually like control critters. Which is yeah, much like, more fitting. can turn the into beast. like these... I don't even know what to consider. They look like fireflies, but they're... Like dragonfly dying. kind <laughs> yeah. of. Um, and you know... He's a member of the Gung Ho Guns, or so we thought, Chris. Um, we, come, we come to find out the Gung Ho Guns just don't exist. Um, oh, unfortunate. Turns out they are called the, uh, the Eye of, Eye of Michael. Michael. Yeah. It's the 
Eye of Michael, it's the thrill of the fight. Rising up yeah, to just, the challenge. It just doesn't hit the same. <laughs> it doesn't hit the it same. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't. But, you know, they, they kind of beat him, but he, like, they, like, they get out of the worm, but he just, like, fucks off. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He, he He's more of just, like, a nuisance. He's not even really, like, a a villain. Like, he just pops in every now and again to, I don't know, to be there. To be annoying. Him. Yeah, just to be annoying. Um. But yeah, the the warm episode not my favorite at all. Um, but at least we got Wolfwood out of it, I guess. And he and, and we have that moment where like you you I want to say that's near the end of the episode where he actually calls the kid Zazie the Beast, which clearly means he knows. Which we know as the previous viewer that Wolfwood is affiliated with these folk. But yeah. like to again, they're just they're blowing their wad early. <laughs> um, and then episode five is. Uh, where they arrive to a town and just immediately start getting attacked by this massive cyborg. Um, yes. Vash seems to recognize the cyborg like he doesn't want uh, Wolfwood to like kill it at multiple moments. Um, and then we kind of get to see like some flashbacks. This boy's name is Rolo. Um, not like the candy, um, but kind of like the candy. Um, <laughs> he's not full of animal, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> right, but uh, but we we know we've seen this guy in the past as uh, Monev the Gale. Yeah. Um, now we just call him, you know, Rolos. You know, he's the bottom of the gas right. station candy rack. You know, he's he, he is <laughs> he's right there next to the Tootsie Rolls. He, he and, is the he is the, the Charleston logo. shoes. <laughs> like he's, That's right. Uh, <laughs> the cow the cow tails. But he does. I, I think uh, Monev looks another. I don't even know if he's considered Monev in this. Uh, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, though. He looks great. I, yeah, he looks much better than how he looked in the other one. Like, yes. all, so far, all the villains have been upgraded. Um, eventually, he's got Vash pinned up, choking him, and, you know, Vash doesn't want... Um, doesn't want Wolfwood to shoot him. Shoots him in the head, killing him, which kind of pisses Vash off. Um, because Vash... <laughs> I don't want you to shoot him. Well, I'm going to shoot him. Yeah, he's like he's choking you to death, brother. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put him down because Wolfwood doesn't Wolfwood doesn't care. Like he's not there to save people. He's there to fucking get shit done. <laughs> um, and of course, Vash, you know, he blames himself because he promised this boy back in the day that he would come back and save him if he ever needed, you know, saving all this stuff. There's more backstory, but I don't really care about it. So mm-hmm. whatever. Um, we do get to see Rolo being worked on get... by like the doctor yes. though. Um, which was so cool. Like that was actually a really cool uh, moment. Yeah, it's the first time we see the old doctor, which we're going to see a lot of him um, mm-hmm. kind of moving forward. Not to be confused with the uh, the my hero doctor, you know. Yeah. Although they do kind of look alike. One's a little shorter though. So. That's right. Um, and then Chris, we get the sand steamer episode. Um, Meryl and Roberto drop Vash and Wolfwood off at the port to jo- hop on the sand steamer thing, which is going across the desert sea. Um, to July. The sand steamer looks awesome, by the way. Uh, Meryl and Roberto only drop them off just to get immediately brought back by the uh, the Badlands gang in, like, literally five oh, minutes. I don't even, like, the Badlands gang is just a, a shell of their former selves um, compared oh, to the Cody, original tribe. Cody, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, when I saw, when I see them driving and then, like, up on the side, like, coming up on the sides, you see, like, what looks like little, almost like pirate ship looking things, and I see the fucking... I see the purples and the yellows, and I was like, Cody, boy, is my boy going to show up? My boy, Brilliance Dynamite Neon, going to make an appearance, and uh, I was, wind was very swiftly taken out of my sails. 
Yeah, it's just like some guys in... It looks like they just left EDC Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a b- bunch of jabronis. <laughs> just, I don't even know why they're there. Like, they didn't even need to be there. <laughs> like, no, their mission was to bring Meryl and Roberto back to the story. And, you oh, know, they a... succeeded in that, and that's about it. Um, a, such a miss. But then we meet uh, Livio, Chris, um, who is a new yeah. member of the Eye of Michael, um, not the Gung Ho mm-hmm. Guns. This is the episode where they explain that their name is the Eye of Michael. So, yeah. And this is where we get all this great Wolfwood backstory as well, honestly. Yeah, yeah it turns out, and Livio, you know, he's attacking, he's got like mm-hmm. these two... And guns that obviously are little little crosses, very similar to Wolfwood's like big cross thing. Um, yeah, which again, very very reminiscent of the old chapel, the Evergreen, and the original one. Like, cause his cross like split in half and became like two guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I I like this character a lot. I, I this yeah. is, was the first thing that I started looking up. Like, cause I was you know it's hard to remember all of the members of the Gung Ho Guns. And I was like, was Livio? In the original Trigun, turns out he is in the manga, but not in the anime. Um, and I think this is probably my, you know, even with the Badlands gang kind of looking lame, I think this is probably my favorite part of the show. Um, I, I I just liked Livio and this fight. I mean, they fought for like 20 fucking minutes here. Um, yeah, like it's a great fight, great characters, like because we get some really great Wolfwood backstory here. Because uh, because I want to, I don't know if it's happened here yet, where fucking legato the wheel man shows and i don't think they ever mention his name is legato but you take one look at the fucking shoulder pad the all white <laughs> the blue hair you it's fucking legato blue summers you, you just know that by looking at him um yeah. but like he causes the thing to go off course i don't know if that happens here or coming up soon it's kind of it's kind of at the end of this episode into the next one okay. um but gotcha. like in this we get to see wolfwood and livio at the hopeland mm-hmm. o- orphanage where they're, they're like buddies until eventually um, Wolfwood gets taken um, basically as a kid by the Eye of Michael, the Knives' organization, and, you know, he gets worked on by the doctor and it like basically prematurely ages his body to an adult. Um, and how they got him to join was they, like, captured Livio uh, and, like, you know, obviously now they've also worked on Livio, but Livio was, like, Wolfwood managed to keep, like, himself a little bit. Like, Livio cannot. Like, Livio is just, like, a weapon, like, for them, for their bidding. Um, but, you know, Vash and Wolfwood try to, like, not kill him. Because, obviously, Vash doesn't want to kill anybody. Excuse mm. me, I got the I got the urge to punch some drywall with that burp, Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, and then Zazie and Legato show up. Uh, we also get to see Legato in, in the flashbacks. You know, he he's very powerful. We don't get to see much of it in the anime other than the flashback where he like holds um Wolfwood mm-hmm. down in the in like the, the jail cell that he's in. Yeah. And we get to see a little bit of Wolfwood escaping um from the eye of Michael and all that stuff too. Like we we get a lot in this episode. Um but we I don't think we get enough of Legato or the Badlands gang. No. Uh but the Badlands gang show up. Vash and Wolfwood are surrounded by soldiers, the Badlands gang Livio, all this stuff. Um, eventually, Livio, like, I think he shoots himself and then throws himself off the sand steamer. Um, Legato and Zazie, they use Legato's powers to, like, turn the sand steamer where it's headed directly towards the orphanage that Wolfwood and Livio grew up in. Which, by the way, this the scene where, like, Livio is starting to, like, 
get back to his senses and he eventually turns the gun. What a what a really really strong scene. Like like to me like the episode we're watching right now is like the peak. This is where the season peaks. Like we are Cody, we can see it all. We're at the top of the roller coaster. Yeah. We can see the entire fucking park. Yeah, this this is definitely probably like my favorite section of episodes, even though the yes. Badlands gang were just there to bring back Marilyn Roberto. Uh, dude, I, I needed <laughs> I needed this fight to happen because I was still fucking fuming, fuming over the severe lack of brilliance, <laughs> dynamite, neon. Yeah, there's definitely some sick moments, like when Livio and Wolfwood are shooting each other and like all their wounds are just immediately healing, like... Oh my god, dude! They just fucking—they're just—they're. Just I mean, they're, they're just lighting each other up, pretty much. Oh my god! And I think I'm it's not until Wolfwood does his little like lighter flip that Livio like starts to remember and kind of like come back to his senses and like. Which also, by the way, let's not forget that um we do see a lot of there is a lot of. Sorry, what am I? What am I trying to say here? Uh sorry, I just had a brain fart. Um, Wolfwood is constantly like he has these little vials of like I guess clear liquid that he is um, like before he like crack does cocaine. his thing. <laughs> oh, crack! I tasted crack. I swear I t- taste like eggs and cinnamon. But um, <laughs> no, like he uh, anytime he's getting ready to do something, he and we saw it when he was uh fighting Rolo or when he fucking just blasted Rolo out of out of his shoes. Yeah, um, we al- we also saw it. Like when he escaped from, um, from the eye of Michael, he had like a bunch of them. Um, yeah, uh, he's got this little blue vial. I guess that's kind of his thing. Because I was kind of mixed on that, Cody. I I didn't. I liked the fact that I mean, because in the original one, Wolf would get shot and killed, just straight up, just shot and killed, and like a little face off with Chapel. Right here, he gets fucking pumped full of lead and is absolutely fine because of this little uh this whatever this little vial he has is yeah i think it's just a combination of that and like i, I feel like the doctor did more to him in this in this series to yes. make him like mm-hmm. an impenetrable is probably not the word but you know something along those lines yeah he's got some uh, he can take a hit but eventually of course you know he gets livio to like kind of snap out of it which livio then just shoots himself in the head and hops off of the fucking sand steamer like yolo see you later um, yeah, which, by the way, this sand steamer is gigantic. Oh yeah. Compared to like the scale of this is just gigantic compared to the um, compared to the one from the uh, the original. I feel like in the original it was just like a almost like a train, like just a train to yes. the next town. Like here, and, it's and like, this it's got like it this like... <laughs> half spaceship ion cannon. I'm like, okay, like all right. <laughs> yeah. Which Legato just... activates and points at Hopeland, which is the orphanage that you know Wolfwood and mm-hmm. grew up at. Um, eventually Wolfwood and Vash are responsible with turning the cannon away, and then Meryl, you know, helps them by, like, fi- like they're like, fire it when we say, blah, blah. you know, they do this big action-packed scene where they turn the cannon. It shoots, but the steamer's still going towards, uh, Our hope. boy Roberto is still just like, whatever. Yeah, uh, we need to get out of here, uh, uh, just being the lamest fucking character ever. Just a, a wet fucking sandwich. Yeah. How how Millie Thompson didn't get this fucking job, I, I'll God. never understand. That is probably the biggest misplay I've ever seen. Um, but, you know, uh, the sand steamer's still heading towards Hopeland, so they, you know, they've stopped the cannon from shooting it, but now it's still 
cruising full steam ahead. So Vash and Wolfwood split up. He tells Wolfwood to go to the engine room. Mm. Wolfwood shuts down the engines while Vash goes to the plant chamber, Chris, and we get some weird sci-fi shit where he does the fucking puts his hands up on the plant and this plant girl comes out and starts to get like weird eyes yes for help you know um Mm -hmm. or for the strength he asked for something uh it's weird plant science that doesn't make any sense because it's trigon um yes and you know they managed to stop it right before it hits the orphanage uh we see legato and zazi recover livio's body they're like we're gonna need that later um Mm -hmm. And yeah, then, of course, Wolfwood, Merrill, and Roberto are like, where's Vash at? And they head to the plant chamber where they see him doing this weird plant-alien communication thing. Um, basically just revealing to them that he is like a plant thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, again, the plant stuff, I fucking hate it. I hated it in the original Trigon. I hate it now. Yeah. I don't need and my sci-fi with my westerns. Done. I'm sorry. I don't, mm-hmm. I, it's not, I'm not cowboys and aliens, all right? <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking need it. <laughs> um, but yeah, then uh, episode eight is when we get... Uh, is this the flashback episode? I think this is the flashback. I believe. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Um, I do like this episode as well. Um, yes, because we get to see kind of Vash and Knives. Like, a lot more of the beans get spilled, and we, we, this is where we meet. I want to say we see Brad and everybody. Beans, Chris, was that a plant reference? Are you making yeah, plant fucking know. puns right now? We'll see you <laughs> next week on Show Um but Yeah, the, the, this is where the science stuff kind of gets, you know, explained a little bit. These two are independents, human-like beings born from regular plants. I'm reading this fresh off the wiki page, so don't think sure. I know this off the noggin. <laughs> um, Vash eventually trusted Knives with the command codes for the ships, um, which of course Knives then used to sabotage and destroy most of the, all of the ships and all that stuff, which is where we get that iconic scene where after they've landed from the escape pod, like Knives is up on the cliff like, you're my, uh, what does he call him? You're my, um, damn it. A little independent or something like no, that? No, he calls him, uh, accomplice. I think he says, you were my accomplice. Oh, my accomplice. Gotcha. Um, and we see like, you know, the results of all this crashing. You know, Vash and Knives are basically the only survivors, or so we think. Um, Vash wakes up, and he's been rescued by the survivors of Ship 3. Him and Knives were on Ship 5. We meet Luida. Um, She's basically Rim 2. Rim number 2, you know. She, like, looks after Vash. Well, old B-Rad just fucking hates him. Like, Brad is fucking like... Fucking B-Rad. Brad should have just been named Chad. They could have renamed him, and I wouldn't have minded that <laughs> at all. Um, but, you know, he he's, he's still, like, Vash is sketchy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't trust, trust him. But we get to see, like, him basically just growing up in, in the ship. Um, and uh, eventually we get to the point where Ship 3's plant starts to malfunction, and Vash can, like, sense it in his cell. And so they release him, and he, like... Somehow uses his powers to heal the plant, and then they kind of start to trust him a little bit more. Uh, he again, he grows up here basically up until like his teenage years. I think he stayed there for like five or six years. Um, now he's traveling with Brad to other ships to heal their plants. Blah blah blah. Uh, eventually, Luida gives him his signature red jacket, um, and then Brad eventually he finally repairs ship's five's black box, um, which. Coincidentally, 
recorded all of Ash and Knives' conversation after the crash, but, you know, whatever. Of course. You know, probably just plant science somewhere in there. Plants did it. Yes. Um, and so Vash overhears them learning about this, and that means they know that... Because Vash originally said that he was the only survivor, even though he knows Knives is still alive. Mm-hmm. And so that causes Vash to kind of run away and, you know, just kind of like, you know, I, I can't... He leaves a note, like, saying, I can't run from my past. You know, I'm sorry I lied. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and we see him arrive at another ship where Knives is at, and there's, you know, plants everywhere, all this shit. Um, and I guess this is the first moment since that flashback where he runs back into Knives. Um, and it, it, I don't know, it seems like he's got, he's, this is where Knives' plan's kind of revealed, that he's trying to take all these plants, you know, get them all working again, mm-hmm. kill all the humans, blah, blah, blah. Um, eventually the Weta heads after him, we get to see Knives, like, kill some of these guards, these humans that are there. Um, eventually we, Luida shows up, and Knives is like, join me, Vash. He gives him his gun, his, like, the first time he gets the gun. Um, and he's like, you're gonna kill her as your first, like, first kill on our conquest to, you know, take over the, do the bad guy things, right? Of course, um, of course. And, you know, Vash refuses, Knives then tries to kill her, and then Vash's arm goes all fucking angel arm, opens a gate to another dimension, mm-hmm. you know, science stuff happens, um... Knives cuts off Vash's arm, which causes the gate to close, and then he, like, he retreats. He's like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just stop humanity. I'm gonna have a world full of plants and all this shit. Um, and then, Chris, we kind of, yeah. we wake up in present day. Vash is back on ship three. He's been rescued by them again. Because, um, like, yeah. the last we saw of the sand steamer was, you know, the fight ended, they stopped the fucking thing from hitting, and then a sandstorm hit. And then he wakes up. Mm-hmm. We're just on ship three again. I don't know why. They don't <laughs> explain why. We're just there. Um, Luida and Rad are there. They're much older. Turns out they use like cryo sleep to not age, but they still age a little bit. But they're 150 plus years old. Sounds great. Um, and this is the first episode where I didn't really understand what the fuck was happening. <laughs> because like Luida takes Meryl and Roberto to show him this. Terranium is what terrarium is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what any of these words mean, so forgive, forgive me. Because like, then like, the next thing we see is like, you know, Vash and Brad are catching up in the in like his room, and then Luida comes in and she's like, Worms got in. Oh, Meryl and Roberto got kidnapped by Zazie. Um. Arms got him. I don't know fucking what happened. Like, it, I don't know. It, they just, they were rushing a lot in this episode and the next one. Mm-hmm. Because, like, then, like, Vash and Wolf would just go to July. I'm like, what, what's what's going on, guys? Like, <laughs> how did we get here so quickly? How do you know where your friends are at? Like, do you, I don't know. I guess they just knew that he was in July because that's where Knives' base is at. But, I don't know. We're just moving at a breakneck speed a little bit here. Um,. And I wish they would have explained it a little bit more. Um, but, you know, whatever. regardless, um, Vash and Wolfwood, you know, they show up in July. There's the same goons from Episode 1 that just try to pretend they matter. They make quick work of them, and they start to make their way into Knives' base. Meanwhile, Meryl and Roberto um, meet the Doctor, who is known as Conrad. Um, he decides to just 
spill the beans on the whole evil plan. Like, he is just fucking... Like, Like, this was literally all his character was here for. Yeah, like, I am just here to explain what all the bad guys are doing. Uh, Yes. You know, not that you guys want to defeat us or anything, but, you know, here you go. Um, But he he talks about how he experimented on Mona of the Gale, uh, Nicholas, Wolfwood, Livio, you know, all of those guys. We see, like, the room where they were being, like, tortured and experimented on Mm -hmm. his blood everywhere. It's really cool, actually. Like, it looks sick. Um... And now he is using clones of tissues from knives in an attempt to create, like, a a, a human-plant hybrid thing that's like an independent, like, Knives and Vash, but, like, doesn't have to have water or food. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have this one, this girl, apparently her name is Elindria? Elindira? Elindira? I don't know. She She can make, like, nails. Like, she's a nail gun person. Uh, yeah! <laughs> she's kind of cool. I don't know. She was a fun one. Um, like, I, I genuinely thought she was, like, um, just another one of the gung-ho guns. Maybe, like, maybe like she was Luanov the Puppet Master or something like that. Yeah, I didn't know if she was supposed to be, like, this show's... Um, what was the girl... Was her, is it, I think her name was Tesla. The other, you know, I believe like, so. The other girl... That was on the ship yes. with Vash and Knives in the original. Yes. I thought this was supposed to be this show's version of her, but it's not. Um, but you know, she, you know, thankfully we have this crazy plant girl who attacks and kills Roberto De Niro. So you know, already my favorite character. Um, maybe considered yeah. for the side character Hall of Fame already. Um, just for this yeah. one act alone of killing him, um, you know. Well, and and the one thing that really matters here with old Roberto is we get to see him pull out a very familiar little weapon, um, a little a little Derringer, a little Derringer pistol. Yeah, Chris, which I didn't realize. Maybe I just didn't pay enough attention to the original Trigun. Um, mm-hmm. But like a lot of people immediately noticed, oh, that's Meryl's pistol. Like. And a lot of people. One of the mini that she keeps inside of her, uh, inside of her jacket. Yeah, I was going through like the the episode. Um, I can't remember what they call them on Reddit, but it's like an episode discussion. Mm-hmm. And everybody was saying like they noticed the Derringer pistol in one of the earlier episodes, and they're like, "Oh, so he's not going to make it. He's going to pass the pistol on to Meryl," um, which of course happens. You know, Vash and Wolf would show up just in time to get those two out of there, but then we see Roberto has one of these nails. Mm-hmm. Know, in the gut, um, you know. Of course, yeah, Meryl just won't even hand him his flask for one last swig before he bites the dust. <laughs> what? Like, come on! I'm just absolutely let down. You bitch! You put a cigarette in that man's mouth and you give him <laughs> whatever whiskey he wants. <laughs> That's right. I-, I couldn't believe that. I was like, "All right, Meryl, you're now in my top five least favorite characters." All right. <laughs> you're right. I, just... I, I can genuinely say I did not like this version of Meryl. Like yeah, you're barely all. above Roberto now for that act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she gets the pistol. Um, let's see. Then mm-hmm. Wolfwood dips out because he's like, oh, my mission's complete. You know, Wolfwood does his weird Wolfwood shit where he's like, all right, I'm going to leave. Oh, I'm back. Oh, I'm going to leave. Like, really? yeah. This is why we killed you off in the first anime. All right. Yes, make up your fucking mind, brother. <laughs> you don't know if you want to be part of the crew or not. Um, mm-hmm. And then Vash, you know, confronts Knives. Knives drops him into this, like, trap thing that he has. Um, and then Vash gets 
he gets dropped into this weird, like, this is where it gets super science-y in episode 11. But Vash is stuck in this tank thing where knives... I'm just going to read this from the wiki, because I can't explain it with human words. Um, forcefully initiates mental connection with him. Okay. Um, which is, he's, like, showing him all these memories and, like, fucking with his head and... Apparently trying to merge with Vash. I don't know. Sure. Meryl finds Vash. Um, she gets mad at Wolfwood because Wolfwood doesn't give a fuck anymore. Uh, eventually she gets back to Conrad's lab. And Conrad starts to go on this fucking science thing. Where I'm just going to read again from the wiki. He explains that plants are a conduit between their physical powers and its source in a core which exists in a higher dimension. Sure. Knives intends to synchronize with Vash using his unique ability to open a two-way gate to the higher dimension. Knives plans to use the core to give every plant a soul, making them all independent and guaranteeing humanity's extinction. Yeah. Chris, I just read that. I could read that ten more times and I wouldn't understand it. Um. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I genuinely I, have nothing. Knives needs Vash's power to get to this higher dimension to connect with the core. Yep. Right. Uh, you got it. Sure thing. Um, and so he's fucking with Vash's memories and manipulating them to try and get synchronized with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're still got nothing. If you're still awake, uh, <laughs> you know, and you haven't fallen asleep yet. Um, yeah, the, the science was just a little too heavy, just a little too heavy-handed here. Yeah, they was just they needed like some layman's turns explanations. Like we we needed like some flashcard version of this. Like we didn't need like mm-hmm. you're already making up some bullshit. Just, just say knives is using Vash's power to get to the core to do whatever because then they're like he wants to plant a soul or put a yeah he wants to give every plant a soul and then like artificially impregnate the plants so they can become like super dude I don't fucking know all I know he he has this bad guy plan Bash is stuck in these fucking weird memories where he sees Rem and then like he sees knives and all this shit knives Eventually gets to open the gate to this core thing, connects to the core. Meanwhile, Vash in present day starts becoming like a giant plant human thing that looks like Rim, that like just takes over the entire city of July. I don't know what the fuck's happening. It looks really cool animation-wise, but the science behind it is just not there. Um, This is not, you know, I didn't learn this in in chemistry class, Chris. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Um, But Knives has this big bad plan. Um, which, of course, just comes to a complete close because Meryl just goes in there and goes, Vash, wake up. Vash, wake up. We need yeah. you. And he's just like, oh, okay, I'm up. What's up? What's <laughs> well, going on? Since you, put, since you put it that way. What's going on, guys? Oh, I made this giant fucking plant sculpture of Rim outside. I better fucking... Yeah, just, just let me rewind that into this little purple cube thing that... I don't fucking... Just I guess. in time to save Meryl from knives. Yeah, like, and then... <laughs> With his old fucking Dr. Octopus-looking ass pretty much at this point. Yeah, and then he has this core thing. Uh, we also get, like, <laughs> the outfit change for Vash here. He's, now he's got this cool spiky hair, which I will say, I think this now is... Now he's noggin I think this is the coolest Vash hair we've seen. Even in yes. OG Trigon. I like how it's, like, it's spiked in. We still have, like, the shaved sides. I think it looks awesome. 
We, we got a crisp little... Uh, what I don't like, little, uh, what I don't like is how the coat suddenly just becomes a blue coat. Like it's a, he's wearing yeah, a blue like coat. A, like, a, like a charcoal black color, yeah. It's... I thought it was just like one of those weird color things. How sometimes in anime you'll see like a character looks mm-hmm. off color until they like step into the light or, you know, they leave like a, a nightclub scene. Or, you know, whatever the case may be, but like yeah. he gets out into the broad daylight and he still has a blue coat on. I'm like, whatever, you know, whatever. Whatever, he's got this cube, which I believe is the core. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because like then he starts sprouting a plant wing and fucking his angel arms going buck wild. He's, I, I don't know what's happening, Chris. It looks really cool, though. Their fight scene is very cool. Uh, we do get the, like, the, the weird third-person scene where Vash is shooting at him, but it, I don't know, it looked neat. Um, it looked like a video game, like, like I said. It, it, I, I, it definitely reminded me of, like you said, the... What are they called? Those scenes in like games. The, uh, um, like, quick time events. Quick time events. Yeah, QTs. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah, looked it neat. Um, again, like Vash has a wing. Knives now has like a knife wing, and they're all flying around fighting, um, mm-hmm. fighting over this little cube thing, uh, which Vash eventually loads into his like angel arm gun, mm-hmm. and he shoots it off into space. Um, and Knives basically gets burned up in the blast. I don't think Knives dies. Um, he, he gets like skeleton fucked up. He is he is yeah, arming. Um, he gets armed real bad, which I won't go into spoilers there just in case. But <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think it says presumably killed here on the on the wiki. I I didn't even think that for a moment because if he dies, like I don't need season two. Like. Exactly. Bash wins every fight with ease, and that's it. That's the end. Um, Unless they're going to let Legato, like, get out of the car in Season 2. Yeah, maybe he won't just have to be the fucking <laughs> the driver. Right. Legato is, <laughs> I think Mogi in Death Note <laughs> had a bigger role right. than Legato did in this. <laughs> Legato doing fucking Uber here in Trigon uh, Stampede. Yeah, you hate to see it, man. How the mighty have fallen. Um, Indeed. But, you know, of, of course, after Vash fires this and presumably kills Knives, he falls. And his fall um, is what destroys July City um, and leaves, like, the giant just, crater. It, um, the scene where, like, that it just disintegrates the city was actually really fucking cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- the whole scene, you know, like, once the science gets out of the way mm-hmm. and, like... Whatever that weird like rim plant sculpture thing, I was like, "What? Like, why? Don't, we could have skipped all of that. Like, mm-hmm. just have him be fucking with Vash's head, and then have Meryl snap him out of it, and then they fight. Like, I didn't need a plant sculpture of fucking. Like, I I didn't need all of that. It reminded me of like that scene in Jumanji where the plants are going everywhere. It's like, what? I don't need all this. Why do I need this? I don't need this. Like, I, and it didn't do anything. Like, none of none of that even mattered at all. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, then we then we flash forward two years later. We see Meryl. Um, she's got some new shades on. She's going to visit the city of July, which of course is just a crater now. Um, we get to see her. We get to see her take down a a bounty sign for Vash the Stampede, which is now sixty billion double dollars. Love to see yep. that. Um, should have been mm-hmm. in the first episode, but here we are. And then, it, you know, and she, then she gets the she gets the phone call, Cody. She gets on. the call. Hold on, Chris. Hold on. We have to. We have to. You know, she wouldn't give Roberto a cigarette or a swig of his whiskey, but she can show up and leave him a new pack. 
at the oh. at, at, the, at his gravesite. You fucking bitch. Uh, you bitch. You know I'm gonna drink <laughs> one for Roberto just for that. You know. That's right. One 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 drywall going down for our man Roberto. Yeah, just you know. And this is after Roberto has like one good line where he like talks back mm. to the doctor, and I was like, okay, you're not so bad. Um, Zazie shows up and kind of ruins this last scene, just and says some dumb Z- bad, bad guy shit. Doesn't care. This gets know. weird. Then like his mask has like the little wings on it, so he just kind of like flutters away. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, I'm ready for Zazie. Zazie could have died here at some point, and I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Um, and then. Meryl, on the way back, you know, she gets the call from the soups, man. She's being assigned mm-hmm. a new partner. And this, Chris, this is where, this is where, like, the smile came on my face. I was like, all right. Yeah. All right. You've made me happy. The show has finally, right. finally got their senses back together. Old That's Millie right. Thompson is the new, I guess, ace reporter on, on the case. <laughs> Right, I do love that they had like a little throwaway line. If you don't get back here, they're gonna send you down to the insurance agency. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah please fucking do. Please don't show yeah, up. Yeah, please. Please send her back. Um, and then of course we see Vash. Um, apparently has a case of amnesia. Uh, we see him, you know, just in this room playing on piano keys. Um, and yeah, somebody walks in and calls him Eric's. Which yeah. We, which is what Vash went by after the Augusta incident. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe we're putting that a little bit earlier here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, it's fine. I'm here for it. I think that's pretty much it. It says here in outer space, another human colony fleet led by the independent Chronica detects a gate disturbance and traces its location to no man's land. Um, yeah, this this is where we. I get, don't know like, if I got like, that the, part. The credits. I got. Yeah, like the credits are rolling, and then like you hear somebody talking, and I didn't understand what it meant because we, we oh. didn't see, we didn't get any of that in the OG one. Okay, see, I fast forward through the credits to see if there was an ending credit scene. So that's I yeah. mi- I missed the the vocal part or the talking here. Um, yeah, if it's an independent, I would imagine that's. I don't know who Chronica is. I don't think this is something we got to see in the uh, in the OG. Trailer. I just wonder if Chronica is like the Tesla of this show. Ooh, maybe because Tesla was the other, like their quote unquote older sister thing or whatever the hell it was. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This this episode definitely like made it abundantly clear that this is some sort of prequel of sorts. Yeah. Again, many things have changed now. We talked about before we started recording, like. It, it can't be a prequel to the original Trigon because Meryl knows everything now. Like, she knows Vash's yes. plant thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's all of the... You know, there's no mystery to who is this Vash the Stampede? Like, she knows. Millie might not know, but I don't know. It's it's We fucking know. Like, there were parts I really liked about this show. Um, mm-hmm. but then, and then there were parts I didn't like. Like, I liked how dark, like, how badass Knives was because, like, I, I felt he, like he was way cooler in this one. Um, yeah. Just for how, like, and the blood and all that, I thought that was awesome. But mm-hmm. you can't have that and then try to try to do the same old, like, joke spots. They just don't work the same. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's just, it, it feels like a mixed bag, and I feel like a lot of people thought the same, feel the same way about it. Like, even, like, the manga readers are like, 
you know, they expected a uh, a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood kind of thing, and it's obviously very different. Mm-hmm. Again, Roberto is yeah. not in the manga. Millie and Meryl are. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get parts like Livio, which I thought were, uh, you know, probably the best part was the fight with Livio um, and, like, their little backstory. Yeah. I don't know. There's parts I really like about it and parts I don't like. Um, it's just a total roller coaster, man. Just ups and downs. Like, the highs were high and the lows were just like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I mean, like, having EG, like, EG's redesign, um, Mona of the Gale's redesign was sick. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have... Zazie, like, but, like, Zazie the Beast started out really cool and then just became just a fucking, just absolutely... Like, I, I'm ready for you to be dead now. Like, I'm... Yes. <laughs> like, Monov and EG didn't overstay their welcome. The Nebraska family didn't overstay their welcome. Exactly. Um, and then, like, Legato just gets turned into, like, the driver. I don't... Mm-hmm. Legato doesn't drive. Legato has Uber XL, you know, on speed dial. Yes. Like, exactly. <laughs> He's who's <laughs> riding in the back seat drinking a glass of champagne. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were there were parts I liked, parts I didn't like. Um, all in all, if I had to rank this against regular Trigun, it's not even close. It's not even fucking close. Um, and that yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, with the exception of Ash's hair, which I didn't really mind as the show went on. Um, I'm not trying to sound like an old head, but like Trigun OG is just fucking head and shoulders above this. Um, yes. Again, the plant science stuff, which they talk about in Trigun, kind of just makes me roll my eyes because, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like, you know, <laughs> I, I don't like all that mixed in, you know. Yeah, I don't want, I don't like all that hooey. I don't want my green bean casserole and my mashed potatoes, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I, I think some of the changes just sucked, um, and some of the changes were cool. No gung-ho guns was weird. No, no B and G. Uh, and I'm not talking about biscuits and gravy. I'm talking about... <laughs> or, That's or, right. Or is it, B, is it B... What's his name, Chris? Uh, uh, BDN. Brilliance, Dynamite, and Neon. EDN. Yeah, that's what it is. Not B and G. Uh, what I'll, am I saying? I'll, I'll, take, I'll, I'll, take some B, I'll take some biscuits and gravy. Yeah, I wish, man. Yeah. <laughs> BDN. I, mean, I, I, I said that, B and that, G. <laughs> that, that, might, that might might as well have been what was leading the fucking Badlands gang, because they didn't do shit. <laughs> They were um, they were they were jacked up on biscuits and gravy. That's why they went out there in the first place. But yeah, um, I don't know. I think honestly, this show just made me miss Millie even more. So like, I really we need Millie oh, yeah. in in the show like bad. Millie's too good. Millie it's is a, absolutely too good. And after watching the first episode where Millie like drops her gun like three times and just like that she's hit, she hits the table into the goon that's like questioning her and Meryl like four different times and he's just fucking beat to mm-hmm. shit. Like I was like Trigun needs Millie. Like yes. You thought she was just some side character. No, she is the show. Like she is like, it should just be called <laughs> Millie Thompson. It should just be the name of the anime. Yeah. Um I'd watch that. I'd watch every episode, Cody. But yeah, I mean this one's just tough to to review, tough to talk about, and it's gonna be tough to rank, Chris. But we gotta rank it. So, um, yeah, it's... I know where it's going for me. Um, it's going to my cop out spot, which is where it, you know it's between eighteen and nineteen currently. It's below One Punch Man and above Japan Sinks. Um, mm-hmm. Which One Punch Man sounds like it's low, but there's a lot of good shows above it. Um, yeah, and so that that's where I'm gonna put this. 
Uh, it could. It has the potential to be better, but it has the potential to be worse too. I don't know where we're going from from here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is better than Japan Sinks, in my opinion. Um, and then, like below yeah, that, that's... below that, it's like coolie, coolie, blood of Zeus, cannon buster. Like it's just, it's just a fucking graveyard down there. Um, original Fooly Coolie was okay, but the remake and fuck the, right the off. The other Fooly Coolies were not. Fooly or Cooley, really. Yeah, there was nothing Fooly or Cooley about any of them. Yeah. Discuss. Um, but what about you, Chris? Where, do, where would you rank this if you... Uh, it's going to be down there with Jujutsu Kaisen, because it's kind of... I feel the same way about it. Um, I didn't hate it, but I just I don't, I just don't care yet. Um, like, again, there, the, there's a lot of good stuff, so I don't, I don't have my ranking up in front of me here, but it's going to go just right, right above Jujutsu Kaisen. And I'm putting it above just because there is that familiarity there. Like, it's like, it's like, Cody, it's like, you know, you love your favorite pizza, like your favorite pizza spot, and you move, and you find, like, another pizza. Like, you, it just, it's, it pales in comparison. But at least it's still pizza, right? And it's close enough. It's you know, you're it's the, you know, oh, that's pepperoni. I know what pepperoni is. Oh, that's uh, that's sausage. I know what that is. That's green pepper. I know <laughs> what that is too. That's fine. That's fine. Like I know who Vash is. I know you know. Like I don't give a fuck about the dude who speaks in fucking recipes and shit. Um, or the guy who's like clocking out at five. Don't give a fuck about that guy either. Um, <laughs> like you know. Wait, he might be the best uh, character of Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, by a, by a mile, <laughs> by a mile. But then, um, but like at least I, you know, Vash, Millie, Wolfwood, the, you know, the the eyes of Michael, which lead these characters are still familiar. And I, I, as much as I give them shit for looking incredibly like Zoomery, like they're still, like they're still always welcome in my house. You know what I mean? Like Trigun is always a welcome sight. Um, even though this one still hasn't hit the mark for me yet, it's Trigun. So yeah, I I, I think tr- OG Trigun is back in my is my new um, you know, just background to have going when I'm you know whatever yes. I'm folding laundry or whatever the case may be. Like, because mm-hmm. I I started watching episode two right before you hopped on Discord and I was like, man, I just need to watch this again. Like, yeah, <laughs> the show just made me want to watch OG Trigun because there's the funny moments. Like, this show can't. You know, you got your cool animation, but don't ever. Now, I don't ever want to see anybody try to compare this to the original because it's just it's in a, it's, it's in a league close. of its own. Um, yeah, it's not even close. Uh, I do recommend it, it. You know, if you're a Trigun fan, I think you watch it and you know enjoy the talks. It makes me want to read the manga. I'll tell you that. Chinese. I will. Yes, yes, I am quite curious about how the manga shakes out. Which we that have, is, of course, we have that new like dark horse like super mega edition coming out soon. So, mm-hmm. it will be on the lookout for that because it, it makes me want to read sounds, the manga like and the, see, uh... see where you know what all from the old one mm-hmm. was in there and what all was just anime exclusive. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's where it's going to sit on our rankings. Uh, <laughs> let me pull them back up just so we can have our exact numbers here. For me, it's going to be my new number 19. Mm-hmm. And for Chris, it's going to be his new number 18. So. Oh, look at that! Look at that! You put it just above Jujutsu Kaisen, I put it just below, I think. I oh, know I have Jujutsu Kaisen. I have Jujutsu Kaisen a little bit higher, but 
I'm kind of regretting that now. Um, which it might sound like heresy. People are already turning off the podcast. Um, That's right. Those people don't realize that Jujutsu Kaisen only has one season. Uh, and it's not caught up with the manga, guys. So, But yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all we got for Trigun Stampede. I don't know. It's it's a weird one. I, mean, uh, we'll I don't know what, what to think of it. We'll see what happens when they release a new season in like two years. Um, yeah. yeah. Outside of that, Chris, we got Kiki's Delivery Service up next. Um, That'll be exciting. That I'm very excited for. I haven't seen it in probably like... Might be like three years since I've seen it last... One of my favorite Studio Ghibli movies. If not, it's probably my favorite. Damn good one. It's definitely definitely high up there. Um, but yeah, that's what we'll be covering next week, guys. Um, Chris, any last thoughts before we wrap this thing up? No, nah, man. No, nah, I just uh, I just say, I mean, I think Trigun Stampede's worth watching, but definitely before you uh, before you decide to swallow that pill, watch the original one. Um, and I, I also want to read the manga, so I don't know. I'm excited. I mean, I am curious to see where it goes, but otherwise, I'm excited to watch some uh, some Kikis next week, and I'm uh, also incredibly excited to watch some Project Echo after that. That's right, Project Echo. And, you know, Chris, it was always a bride. It always went in second place as we had to give it that boost. To, you know, that's <laughs> so, right. So we could watch it, um, and I'm excited that's for right. that too because any of the old school ones usually deliver. Um, yeah. But yeah, guys, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams, and as always, thanks for hanging out.